0: Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go.
1: Hello and welcome to the final installment of our 2024 Outlook podcast mini-series. My name is Steve Bryce, and I have with me today Audrey Goh, our Head of Asset Allocation based with me here in Singapore. As people are probably aware by now, we've just released our 2024 outlook titled Sailing with the Wind. And today we're going to cover our thoughts on how to construct an income focused allocation. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Um, So I guess, Audrey, we began the year with pessimism across markets, obviously in in anticipation of recessions in the US and Europe. Um, but we're approaching the end of the year with equity markets approaching all time highs uh, and uh, increasing signs that we might actually achieve uh, a soft landing, which would be quite remarkable. Uh, bond yields have also fallen with yields on the 10 year US government bond, um, obviously you know, not too long ago, breaking above 5 percent. Um, but now we're just below 4 percent, following the Fed's pivot towards more dovish tone um, this week. Um, How has income assets um, actually performed so far this year against this backdrop?
0: Well, thank you, Steve. Um, So income assets have had a pretty difficult start to the year. If we look at US dollar cash, the yields rose to as high as 5%. And that basically drove yields on other bond assets higher. And when bond yields increased, naturally bond price will decline. So, because of that, um, some of the bonds, particularly the longer tenor, longer maturity bonds, actually suffered more in the beginning parts of the year. Um, however, as starting yields become progressively higher, and hence for lower bond prices, actually, bond assets start to look increasingly more attractive as we progress through uh, this year, right? especially since inflation was also easing lower as well. So if we look at year-to-date returns, uh, corporate bond assets such as developed market high-yield bonds, they have been one of the best performers with total returns just over 10%. Um, emerging market local currency bonds have also performed pretty well on the back of rate cuts by emerging market central banks, and also let's also not forget of a weaker dollar. Um, in a similar note as well, uh, developed market investment grade bond also delivered uh, positive returns. So quite a good run of set of performance across uh, bond asset classes. Uh, from dividend equities perspective, um, the performance has been quite a mixed bag. Um, so if you were to look at Asia as well, European DV equities, uh, those have delivered high single-digit returns. US equities, US dividend equities, on the other hand, um, returns was quite lackluster, just under 2% on a year-to-date basis, uh, given that the high yields from treasuries as well as the other fixed income asset classes uh, basically set investors' interest in this asset class, resulting in pretty uh, lukewarm performance. So against that backdrop, um, overall, our multi-asset income strategies basically delivered a returns of over 6% year-to-date. So that's quite attractive, and it has been largely contributed by our sizable overweight to bonds through the year, especially in the likes of developed market high-yield bonds as well as emerging market bonds.
1: Yeah, I guess um, this year has been the epitome of of the benefits of diversification within an income portfolio, right? So, But if we're looking forward to 2024, um, what areas are you focused on and and what do you find attractive within income assets?
0: So heading into 2024, uh, we believe that this inflationary trend that we saw in 2023 will continue and that will help lift uh, real income overall. There are also some signs of a recovery in the global inventory cycle, hence manufacturing cycle, and that basically bolstered the case for a soft lending, uh, which we believe will benefit multi asset income strategies. Um, Overall, we have a preference for fixed income assets, so we have a higher allocation of fixed income in multi asset portfolios, and this is where uh, this is because yields are high and attractive relative to history, and they will also likely benefit from a Fed who is likely to pivot towards rate cuts. Uh, especially, you know, towards the mid, if not till end of the year, uh, particularly since inflation uh, is expected to continue to ease in twenty twenty four. So, if you look at developed market investment grade bonds, for example, pretty high quality set of bonds, uh, investors can now achieve yields in excess of five percent, and these asset class generally have pretty low uh, credit risk. From a dividend equity perspective, it is also an area that we like, uh, and where you know performance, especially in the US, have also lagged over the course of twenty twenty three. Uh, so we do expect some performance catch up uh, from this area as well. And then last but not least, in the case of non-core assets, uh, for example, in covered cores as well as in subordinated uh, we do expect these asset classes will also benefit in a soft lending scenario.
1: Okay, so you mentioned an increased allocation to bonds. So what preferences would you like to flag in particular?
0: So with the high-quality developed market investment-grade bonds uh, used here are high and also represent a very attractive uh, opportunities for investors who might want to consider locking some of these high yield on offer before central banks, especially uh, the Federal Reserve, pivot to an easing cycle as we expect in 2024. Um, developed market high yield bonds is also an interesting area for income investors. Uh, it is now yielding just over 7-8% uh, actually and it can be an interesting option for investors to clip some of these high coupon on offer from a high yield perspective, uh, and given our base case of a soft lending scenario as well, um, if you we look at developed market high yield bonds, many of these companies in these areas have in fact lengthened their maturities profiles of the bonds uh, of their loans during pandemic. As a result of that, uh, we do see them as being a bit less susceptible to tightening in credit standards, as compared to the likes of a floating rates leverage loans uh, segment. And then last but not least, uh, we also part back on some allocation to emerging market bonds. I think in this area, yields are quite comparable to developed market bonds. However, emerging market bonds generally do come with higher volatility as well. So in that aspect, uh, we do believe that the risk-reward for DM bonds is actually more appealing.
1: Okay, that's that's great, Audrey, thank you. Um, maybe just before we wrap up, any last words you'd have for people very focused on generating generating income from their portfolio?
0: Well, I think it's important to note that the uh, uh, income is actually quite an important contribution of total returns over the long term. And based on the analysis, income, and we here we refer to both dividend income from equities as well as coupon from bonds, uh, within the diversified allocation, Say from a short-term perspective, it's generally quite low. Uh, however, if we were to stretch the horizon to say five or ten years, uh, the in contribution from income to total returns can in fact be quite high, to as much as fifty to sixty percent. So given today's higher starting yield, higher starting coupon or income, uh, we do believe that it suggests a better prospect in terms of future returns, especially in the case of quality bonds. And if we were to look at our multi-asset income strategies, uh, they are now yielding in excess of six percent, and I believe that this represents a very attractive level for long-term investors to consider, uh, at least locking in some of the high yield that we have on offer today.
1: Yeah, I guess one of the the, the challenges we have when we talk to our investors, our clients, that they you know obviously when you're looking at deposit yields being relatively high, um, you know the the the, the barrier or the hurdle you have to get across to to get people out of cash it is pretty it's pretty challenging but i think with the fed's pivot um announced you know at the december um fomc meeting where it's expecting rates to come down that hurdle's going to get lower and probably it's a good idea to get ahead of that uh, and, and sort of look at different ways to generate income okay audrey Thank you so much for providing your perspectives on um, how to build an income-focused allocation. And thank you, listener, for joining us today. As always, you can find a copy of our 2024 Outlook report, Sailing with the Wind, at the link in the description. Alternatively, you'll be able to find it on our Standard Chart Wealth Insights pages on either Facebook or LinkedIn. With that... Um, We're signing off for 2023, wishing everybody a relaxed and enjoyable end to the year. And I look forward to catching up with you again in 2024. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details, visit Market Views on the go on our website or click the link in the description.